Welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Tyler Lichtenstein, and you are now listening to Your Corner Store. Today, I'm kind of just doing this by myself. I wanted to give you all an update on what's going on in my life and kind of what I have planned for the future. Um, I kind of see myself doing this podcast probably about once a week now that I'm doing or now that I'm working a full-time job. On the top of that, I'm also working a part-time job. So if any of you know what that's like, please please get some rest because I'm on like a 17-day binge of work and it is not fun. But hopefully this Friday when I get paid, it's going to be pretty nice. Um, the only thing kind of keeping me sane through all of this is probably this podcast and sitting down to record it. Plus my lovely girlfriend, who of which we are in nine months today. Uh, July 1st, yeah, July 1st, today, that's today, or at least the day that I'm recording this, with the holiday coming up, I have actually the 4th off, the 5th off, and then I'm back to work on Saturday, but we'll, we'll see how I'm feeling on, on Saturday if I go in or not, um, anyway, dude, anyone else who is working a full-time job right now knows this is ass, it's just, it's just ass. I haven't woken up at 7 o'clock consistently. Actually, you know what? As a matter of fact, I wake up now at, uh, let's say, 5 o'clock, 5.30 every day, probably just to get ready by 7, and it's not fun. So kind of getting around that has been a pain in the ass as well. Um, my kind of onboarding process for work was like, not too bad. It was it was a little later, you know, having to wake up at six thirty seven, which isn't isn't terrible because I if I'm not working, I tend to wake up a little on the earlier side anyway, thanks to my my background. My dad was a marine, so you know how I feel about that. Um, literally was never late to anything, by the way, and I have really bad anxiety about it now. So, if you know me, I hate being late, and the phrase. If you're late, or if you're on time, you're late, is very true to me, and that's because of him. But, um, so I started waking up at like 5.30 to get ready, and I leave my house by 6.30 now, or at least my apartment to get to work by 7, which is, isn't terrible. Um, I'm kind of getting used to it now, and getting to my routine. The only thing I really need to work on, I think I would say, is coffee, my coffee in the morning, because... I either spend too much coffee or spend too much money on coffee in the morning by ordering Starbucks or I, you know, eventually buy some later on. <laughs> I have, the the thing is I have a Keurig, shout out to Chris Ansel. Um, he actually gave me his old one that he repaired. Um, I just, I just need to get into the routine of making the coffee in the morning to actually enjoy it and be awake by the time I leave my house. So, I mean, not that I'm not awake when I leave, but, you know, more awake because coffee is just that much better. Also, I'll start to save a lot more money if I, you know, do it on that end of the the spectrum. All I want to do now is save money. Um... 
because I'm pretty don't, pretty much don't want to be a broke boy now that school's over and I'm not spending as much money on beer and alcohol because I just don't drink as much as I used to, which is kind of lame, right? Because once you turn 21, it's like all the rage to drink, or at least that's the entire point of turning 21 because the way I look at it, it's like you go from you're eight, you're 18 years old and if if not... You're already drinking before that, but for me, I started drinking as a freshman in college, which is pretty uncommon, I guess. And I didn't even start drinking until, I think, the second end of the semester, um, and then I got a fake my sophomore year. But it was the, the whole scenario around me drinking for the first time was pretty funny. It was, it was the tail end of our first semester of freshman year, and I... I think we were just finishing up finals if I can't remember correctly and I think the neighbors next to us we were all gonna play Super Smash Bros and Mario Kart a great way to get drunk if you all know that playing Mario Kart or just taking shots when you lose um, <clears throat> so from like moving on I actually split a what was it I think it was a bottle of Bacardi with this one of my buddies from school and I think I paid him like 10 bucks for it which was an absolute steal um, so like halfway through the night, I ended up taking my first shot because I lost in Smash Bros. And then before I knew it, I lost another game and another game and another game. So here I am for the first time drinking and I'm four shots deep. Now imagine that. I sure as hell did not handle myself very well. Um, and it. And I think one of the comments I first had to myself was like, why, why have I been waiting so long to get drunk? <laughs> like, it was like this, it was this really weird experience. Like I had been missing out on something, but that I didn't want to take part of because I just wanted to be on my, be on my own terms. Because <clears throat> drinking for everybody tends to be like a peer pressured event. And I didn't want that to be my situation, or at least that's how I was seeing it growing up. It was like, nah, dude, just just go ahead, just, you know, just snag that beer off the table. Go ahead and just polish off that beer. Um, and these would be at, like, family parties and, and whatnot, or friends just drinking. Otherwise, with alcohol parents, um, otherwise with alcohol parents bought from, like, for themselves that ended up just ended up just getting snagged or um some older people buying us alcohol so but very rarely did i see my friends drinking um at least growing up um and for those of you who don't know me i grew up in a small town in north carolina called richlands uh, it's probably about a town of like three thousand people um it's like one of those towns where everyone knows each other and super awkward if you're the new kid. <clears throat> and for me, I moved to North Carolina when I was roughly five years old. And this is kind of some backstory into me now at this point. Um, I moved to North Carolina was like four or five, like not a, not 100% sure. But I remember I was going into the first grade because... I had just finished kindergarten in California, where I was born. Um, and then I grew up in Richland's Primary, so I went there for 
first and second grade, and then on to elementary school in Richlands. And oddly enough, there wasn't a Richlands middle school in it. Um, <coughs> excuse me. It ended up being Trexler Middle School. And if it wasn't Trexler that you had went to, you went to a magnet school, also known as Newbridge Middle School in Jacksonville, North Carolina. <clears throat> the thing with that was you some kids were invited to go to this or you had to apply. But the thing is, uh, my family and I, we lived in Richland, so which was roughly 25 minutes from the city of Jacksonville. So to get a bus in into the the school was a little difficult. Plus my siblings and I were also closer together in age. So there's me, my brother, my sister, and then my younger brother. And the age is now they're 21, which is myself. My brother's 20. My sister's, I believe she's 19. Is it bad that I don't know how old she is? Probably a little bad. And then my brother, he just turned 17 this June. And he has his first car, which is pretty fun. But anyway, being that we were so close as a family, it was a lot harder for us to split up and go to Newbridge Middle School. Um, the thing with Newbridge it was because it was a magnet school, they emphasized math and science uh, throughout that program or throughout the, the three years that was middle school. So sixth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade or junior high, if you call it from where you're from. <clears throat> and then I ended up at Richlands High School, which is just around. So I pretty much grew up in Richlands for the majority of my life. And it wasn't until my dad um, retired from the military. And I, I can't remember what year it was, 2013, late 2013, I think. He medically retired at 17 and a half years because the man had multiple knee surgeries um, and couldn't take anymore. So he pretty much just medically retired and just short of the 20 years mark. I think that pretty that upset mm-hmm. him pretty much. <clears throat> Look at that uh, Grubhub Gmail notification. I like to order food a lot. I'll, I'll get to that. I have another story for y'all. Anyway, so we moved to Syracuse, New York, where I finished my last two years of high school at Jamesville DeWitt High School. And then I attended Lemoyne, Lemoyne College in Syracuse, where I spent my last four years. Minus the year abroad I spent in China. But anyway, that's a little bit of backstory about me. And I always feel so weird about explaining that backstory to people because it's so it's so many moves and it's like how how do I describe it all without saying like I'm from one place because for me it's like I am from multiple places but every one of these places I feel like has been home if that makes sense so like I mean yeah, so kind of all of these places were my home at one point. It's weird calling Syracuse my home, too. You got me, Syracuse. I love you guys. Um, I really never thought I would ever say that about Syracuse just because of the situation I was in when I first moved there. I uh, had a crush on this girl, and it was just this loving and doting kind of type deal. And then being in high school, it doesn't make it any better. So uh, that was really kind of agonizing kind of going into my junior year of high school not knowing anybody and the only thing that kind of kept me sane was playing video games and I played a lot of FIFA 
that summer a lot of FIFA and watched and that's when I first actually landed on The Office uh, one of my most favorite TV shows very basic but I liked it just as just as much as anyone else um and then soccer so I played I played at Jade I played pretty much growing up my entire life but it wasn't until like I got to Syracuse that playing meant a little bit more but that's besides the point kind of keeps soccer close to my heart pretty much because I grew up playing it ever since I was I don't know I think I was like four years old when I first started playing soccer me myself I have pretty much everyone in my family played because it was just so easy to keep one one kid in sports I couldn't imagine having four kids and having them all do different sports. So that's what we did. We had an entire soccer team as a family, which was me, my brother, my sister, and my younger brother. I was the best, of course. No, I'm kidding. I think my my younger brother was Dylan. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that was moving to Syracuse. It was just kind of this big whirlwind going into high school. Um and then all of a sudden I had graduated. It was a really crazy time at that point. Kind of leading into more. You know what What I feel honestly is my life's been nothing but a whirlwind. But who? But honestly, whose life isn't, right? So I think I think the reason I kind of wanted to start this podcast or this, this specific show right now is um, if you have like this idea and you want to go ahead and do it, um, there should be no reason that you should let anyone stop you, including yourself. Um, kind of dumb to let anybody's thoughts or let anybody else kind of put you in this mindset that you can't do something. So like, if you want to make music, if you want to, you know, make a podcast, you want to play video games for a living, you want to stream, you want to build furniture, you want to... I don't know, paint the next greatest mural on the building somewhere or something. It should be whatever you want that feels like your your moat. I'm not sure what the words I'm looking for. It should fuel you, though. shouldn't be this constant, you know, battle with, oh, what are people going to think of me? What are people going to think of me this way? What if I do that? And I think, I think a lot of it comes from just, just being on social media too much. Of course I I do the same thing, but I'm trying to like get away from that kind of mindset. Um, sorry for the background noise. I don't know if you guys can hear the AC just went on, but this, this idea that you can't do something just because someone else said you can't do it or kind of puts it in your head that you may or may not be good at it is kind of crap. Um, you can even take this podcast, for example. I mean, the first episode was literally my first attempt. I mean, I'd had a couple dry runs. I'd, I did them by myself. I listened to my own recordings and then I sat down and recorded a show, but it wasn't like this, this crazy elaborate scheme to make sure everything is perfect. Um, and, I don't really care if anyone likes the show. If if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And it's not for everybody. And that's kind of like what the whole point of this niche is. is that I'm creating a show for you guys to listen and 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 like 
interact with me or not it's whatever it's up to you and i've found some great support in that but i think what's important is if you're gonna learn to do something or if you want to explore like some other side of yourself you really should um and kind of just by putting away the thoughts that are negative and and not not to say that you shouldn't talk about those negative thoughts or kind of elaborate on feelings that others may have upon you but what's most importantly is that or most important is that these thoughts of or whatever these people thoughts have on you is ultimately means nothing because <clears throat> regardless at the end of the day um you're gonna go to bed with or without them right you're gonna wake up the next day and you're gonna go about yourself you shouldn't have to drag yourself along just because someone said you can't do something or that you're not pretty enough or that you can't kick a football 60 feet, like 60 yards who cares and i think it's the mindset that like pushes you forward so <clears throat> um and for me i always love seeing like local artists that is one of like the biggest inspirations for me too is local art or musicians or people kind of pursuing their goals or like this this idea that they find enjoyable and and it's because of those kinds of people that push us forward because we also look up to those kinds of people um justin witter in my last podcast for example you know he's a really great person in syracuse he he makes his own music he uses that to build himself up and for therapy he he talks about it and there's a lot of a lot of his songs um and then others like trying to give an example um urban wave um i've recently just gotten into contact with him um he's a great musician to look up to in syracuse um he's had local success there um and just kind of like just seeing these people go in and about their day to do something that they love is really great because you see that it pays dividends when you see they get recognition you see they get the streams and things like that but ultimately they do it because it's fun for them and I think that's like kind of why I'm saying this. It's because if you want to do something, go fucking do it. Don't don't let fucking people stop you. It's kind of kind of annoying to listen to people, and that's why it's so great to be on your own. <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, don't. Yeah, I'm kind of just rambling at this point. Jesus. What else was I going to do, though? This is my solo podcast. It's kind of weird talking to uh, my monitor. <clears throat> Otherwise, this has uh, kind of been a really cool transition period for me. I am now living on my own for the first time. And paying rent on time is not, not, not hard, but it's like, hey, don't forget to pay your rent, dude, or I will evict you. And then you'll be without a home. So that's just like an extra added layer of stress that I have instead of, and that I used to have from being in school and living in dorm housing. <clears throat> so I have taken it upon myself to work the last like 16 days straight without having a day off. So I'm pretty tired. 
and I'm looking forward to the holiday weekend or the 4th of July. Um, do you guys like 4th of July? I'm not sure really, not sure where I really stand with 4th of July, but I do have some fun memories from 4th of July, um, or from the holiday itself. Um, actually one of them is pretty funny. So it was actually <clears throat> right as I moved into Syracuse again, that, that I think it was that summer. It was either that summer or the next summer going into my senior year of high school. Um, my brother, myself, and I, one of our other buddies who just lived up the street, um, we found some fireworks in a gar- in our garage and we wanted to light them off because, I mean, I think fireworks are illegal in New York, at least in the suburbs. So we didn't really, you know, we were, weren't really supposed to be lighting off any fireworks, but anyway, we were pretty young and you can do dumb shit when you're young. So we lit off a couple easy ones, which were just like a little bit of sparklers and ones that would like maybe spray up three feet and didn't really create that much of an extravagant um, boom or any loud noises, maybe just a couple whistles. But um, this is where it takes a turn for the worst. It, it, mind you, um, just a little setting for you. It is a little bit windy. It's It's darker at night. It's not, you know... The night's kind of winding down. Everybody in the backyard's partying and not really paying attention either. So meanwhile, the three of us are in the front in the cul-de-sac lighting off these fireworks. And me, I grabbed this one-looking firework. So it's about, it's probably about the size of your hand, if not your palm, from your okay. So not your not your palm, but from the bottom of your palm to the tip of your middle finger, in length, and in, in length, yeah, in in length. And I set it down on the on the cul-de-sac, or in the cul-de-sac end. And we went ahead and lit it. Uh, Dylan, my brother, had lit the fuse. And as he's walking away, the firework blows over, right? Because of the wind is so strong. And he reaches back to get to stand it back up. And at this point, it's getting pretty close to the fuse. It's pretty it's pretty much close to blowing up at this point. And before we knew it, as he goes to stand it up, he has to run away from the bomb. Bomb, I should say. It explodes like a bomb. And the you can hear this echo throughout the neighborhood. And all of the partying, all of the noise, everything just went completely silent. And seconds later, my dad is sprinting from the backyard ready to beat my ass, and I didn't know what the fuck to do. All I did was run. I ran back in the house, and that was it. I was just dodging anything I could. It was crazy. The fact that, like, this tiny little firework, no bigger than the size of your hand, made this loud explosion noise, freaked everybody out, and that was pretty much it. I pretty much ruined the party for everybody else, and they called it a night. Just because I didn't know the the bomb was going to go off, like extremely loud um but yeah that was that was probably one of my better memories of fourth of july even though it didn't end so well it's just so funny to look back at um being it was just such a crazy event um but yeah i know a lot of people like fourth of july and i have some friends who have birthdays on the fourth so it makes it that much more special but um it's i mean it's just a holiday 
gets me off work. At least I get the I get the day off and I get the the next day off. Um, so I can't really complain about that. <clears throat> and who doesn't love fireworks? So uh, there's a win-win in there for everybody. But isn't it so great to be young? Right, dude. Oh God, 21 years old. It doesn't get much better than that. I mean, it only goes downhill from here. So I'm trying to make the most of it, actually, kind of traveling all over the place. And it's always, it's actually, it's always so cool to see people travel. But they, the, what, the thing that gets me about it is like Instagram or whatever. It has to be like this. Oh, God, it's just got to be so perfect all the time. And it's kind of annoying. Um, and it, it's what, it, what's weird is everyone, at least I have just some pretty close friends that just, or I know I've known, I've met people and known people that just don't see Instagram for what it is, like how we all see it. And it's like, <clears throat> everyone puts up photos and stories and all for this like facade of self image. And it's kind of really weird because half the stuff that goes on Instagram isn't, <clears throat> you know, us. It isn't always us. It's like us and on steroids or like us in a, the most amazing light. And it's like, you know, not everyone's like that 24-7. And I actually read a quote on Instagram from, I think it was either Overheard LA or Overheard New York. But one or the other, I don't know. It was like, it goes, the quote was, um, well, I feel I feel like my life is crashing down and the reply goes, well, at least it doesn't seem like that on your Instagram. And I think that's kind of the world we live in now is that we live in two different worlds, one in real life and one in social media. And it's kind of hard to balance the two. And if you know me, I don't really post too much because it's just like I'll post for, to post for myself and maybe some family, but you get likes to get likes. I mean, sometimes I do the occasional like, ego boost or self-esteem boost with like posts on Instagram, but it's not like my main priority. But for some people, it becomes like a really big thing or people hunt for likes when they take down their photos after maybe an hour if it didn't get like perfect likes. And perfect likes mean a specific amount of likes in an hour or overall impressions and shit like that. It's kind of crazy that we all look at these numbers to validate our self-worth constantly. Don't you think? <clears throat> so, kind of like, that is another crazy thing about being young that I can't wait to get over. And I kind of don't limit myself to social media usage, but... Because I don't... I only, I only say that because I don't use my social media as a form of self-validation, but for this dopamine cycle. So, I guess in that aspect, I do abuse social media because... It's so easy to hop on and like hit my just my explore page and um, just keep on scrolling and liking things and just continually, you know, refreshing myself on what's what's up to date, which never really is anything important. Um, I just never want to get into that phase where I'm like, all right, great, it's my lunch break. I can't wait to look at my phone because I need to see my Instagram. For example, not everybody's like that, but I know there's some cases where people could definitely do that, or it's it's easy to get caught up in this social media um, 
And another way to look at it is like some individuals can view it like, hey, um, if my social media is dead, I'm dead. Or I pretty much have no self-worth once my social, if like, yeah, pretty much if my social media was dead, I would be dead too. So yeah, that's pretty much where I stand with everything. I hope if you like this rambling, I can do another one. I don't know. I really just wanted to get a podcast out because I haven't done one in a while. And I kind of had a lot on my mind right now, but. Oh, you know what? Speaking about a lot on my mind, I forgot to mention I do have a story about ordering food. Um, so last night I ordered DoorDash because I I got home at late from work and playing basketball at a local park and and if you're if you're me or if you're anybody, there's no shot you're gonna make dinner at eleven o'clock or ten thirty at night. So me being me, I went on DoorDash to order. Some wings, um, wings probably are my go-to snack for sure, or meal of choice if I am ordering any sort of food. I don't know, I just love buffalo and Cajun wings. Uh, just, they're so good. Anyway. <clears throat> so I, I'm on the way home and I order wings, so by the time I get there and shower, like get home and shower, that my wings will be at the door. Um, I order on DoorDash because it's pretty much free delivery for the first 30 days and once you are for a friend you get 20 bucks every time they order if they order from your code so i think i i ended up not having any more free delivery but i was too hungry to care so i put in an order for buffalo wild wings because Wingstop was closed already unfortunately and i wanted to get buffalo wings and i wanted to i wanted to half and half split it with buffalo and mango habanero and I order my wings, I get home, I shower, and I get a notification from my DoorDash that the package is coming. Um, my package being the wings, obviously. And then I got another another notification that my Dasher, Eddie, Eddie or whatever his name was, um, could not find my house. So, one, there's a clear location you get an address, and I know a specific, I put a specific address, you know, um... And all of a sudden, four minutes go by when it says leave near a safe location. Um, I, oh, I get another another notification about leaving my package on a safe location if I can't be located at my house. And and being the protocol, I feel is like if you're gonna have or be a delivery guy, you should be calling the person when you arrive, so that they can come outside to pick up the food or tip you or whatever the case may be. And because I got the notification that the guy was on the way, I texted him maybe five, ten, five minutes later that, you know, where are you at, man? Where's my food and whatnot? And mind you, now it's getting a little later and I haven't eaten dinner. Um, <clears throat> I think the last thing I ate was around like 4.30 and I had just a sandwich, which definitely didn't fill me up. So I'm getting pretty angry and this, this guy never shows up. So eventually he texts me. And he goes, so your food is near the boat. Near the boat? That could, dude, that could literally mean anything. Because although there's a driveway next door, 
with a boat in it. Near the boat can mean anything. Near the driveway? Next to the car in the driveway next to the boat? Is it on the side of the road near the boat? Is it near the trash can near the boat? It was just... The fact... Oh, God. So here I am standing outside now after he texts me near boat looking for my food. A few minutes go by. I'm, you know, now standing in this front of this, the front of this guy's house looking for my food in his front lawn or in his front doorstep because it's near the boat. And, you know, my food never shows up. Couldn't, couldn't find it anywhere. So I call, I try to call this dude, not even two minutes later and straight voicemail. Oh boy. Oh boy. I was getting even more frustrated at this point. I text this dude, nothing. Text him again. Where the fuck is my food? Nothing. So ultimately, ultimately, this guy's a piece of trash, right? And so I contact DoorDash, and here's the good part. Here's here's the good part of the story, at least outside the fact of not getting my food. Is I was able to get a refund. God bless you, DoorDash. And they gave me $10 credit. So although I didn't get my food, I still got my money back, which is great. Um, the only thing is I'm still frustrated about that. Like, there should be a protocol or a way around not getting your food. Like, how do I know Eddie, my dasher, can still do this? Like, is this dude now out here still stealing food? Because I pretty much just pay for this man's food, and he's going to get away with it. Or is he? So, I don't know. That's my whole thing with it. I order food a lot, and, you know, there should be some sort of protocol to protect your food. Because I don't want my food stolen because I'm hungry literally 24-7 of the day. 24-7. Oh, God, I'm so tired. Anyway, well, this, this was your corner store. Um, I hope you guys enjoy me rambling on this one. I just needed to do the show. Uh, if you want me to do this again, make sure you share the show. Um, if you'd like to see me do another show with the guests, let me know as well. And I don't know, tweet at me some guests you would like to have on the show. I can make something, I can work something out. Um, I would like to do this full time one day. So if you could help me out with that too, by liking, sharing, or doing whatever with this on your favorite social media, that would be great. But until next time, this was Tyler Lichtenstein, your host, with your corner store.